It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I don't want to lose. I want to win. I need professional help. Sports Betting Weekly. Sports Betting Weekly, sponsored by EasySportsData.com. The books use data. Shouldn't you too? And this is Easy Sports Data, like the preschoolers use. EasySportsData.com. I win here and I win there. Now what? Sports Betting Weekly. I want to win. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. You should also check out sportsbettinglessons.com. You'll learn some old tricks because sometimes how you bet is more important than who you bet. Sportsbettinglessons.com. Let's just do it. Let's meet this thing head on. You were you were in it to win it. Talk about an education. Sports betting weekly. Wow, winning. Sports betting weekly. Sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome to Sports Betting Weekly. I am Second Half Chaz, and boy, do we have a lot of fun tonight. We've got pretty much everything you could talk about. We've got Major League Baseball in the World Series. We've got college football. There's still a whole solid month. There was like three games I pinpointed to talk to these guys about. We've got the Belly Up Sports crew joining us here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And, uh, you know, we've got a special guest. So let me, let me, I'm going to grab his banner. I'm going to put... Jonathan from San Antonio's banner on there. It's amazing the bot the the technology. I can scroll right across the bottom. You can cash tickets on Jonathan's plays too. He's on Vegas Insider, and you can get the link on Twitter at John Jorkin Six. Are you actually the sixth in your line, or are you were are you the sixth John Jorkin on? Uh, on no, uh, it's uh it's John Jorson Vi for Vegas Insider. Oh, V.I. Yeah. I knew a kid that had a christening for his baby, and the baby was the sixth. Yeah, no, not me. The dad was the me. fifth, and the baby was the sixth. Hey, all right, so before we get to uh, the Blackhawk West, um, we're going to ask Jonathan uh, a quick trivia question. Do you <laughs> know who has the number one against the spread win percentage currently this season in college football? Number one against the spread in college yep. football? Yep. Man, I don't think I do. Okay, not a problem. I'm going to let Wes answer. Can I double down? Texas San Antonio. I know. <laughs> Said he's you in San what? Antonio and he didn't know yeah. that. Obviously, you haven't been right in that freight train because when the Aztecs are 7 and 1, I know they're 7 and 1. I bet on them twice. I have not. Oh, man. On again. Keep it going. We'll double down on that stuff. Wes, Wes said you were shaking so hard you looked like the it was it was Blackhawk West bobble night here on Sports Betting Weekly. I was hoping it would be like championship football giveaway. Please, please. <laughs> All right, so I got that covered, and, and tonight's funny because we got Jonathan from San Antonio, we've got Joe from Connecticut. Now these are the names we gave them when they first started calling on the radio show, but uh, we don't need to know where Blackhawk West is from because he's got Blackhawk at the beginning of his name, you know. All right, so what else? Tonight, Thursday Night Football, both teams are 6-1 and one against the spread. That's got to end for one of them. Uh, so let's go out to Blackhawk West. I know that I mentioned to you that I was on Coastal Carolina early. Do you have any other action that we could check into for live action? So I, I'm on the Coastal game, but I actually – a game is about to start that I'm going to put a first period bet on. I'm actually looking at hockey and I, I'm on St. Louis with the money line. They've been on fire ever since Vladimir Tarasenko has been healthy on the lineup. They really struggled with his health last year. 
and Colorado is struggling with goaltending. This is not the Colorado team we saw last year. So I'm I'm going over one and a half, period one, on the St. Louis-Colorado game. I, I think we're going to see two quick ones probably by St. Louis, but I'm over one and a half for this first period. Uh, yeah, you know what? That's minus 140. Um, I, I got no problem following that one. Not at all. So I'm going to put my first slide playing. But I did go live right, I told you guys, right before we went uh, to air the over, team total over for the, the Coastal Carolina juggernaut that uh, really, you know, they, they got beat, but the last two years, they've just been a great team to watch. Not only to bet on. You know, sometimes teams are great to watch, but not to bet on, and sometimes vice versa. But Blackhawk West, they're both. Yeah, they are. They are. I agree. Fun to watch and fun to bet on. All right. So what else do we got? Um, it is I, I mentioned this to Jonathan when we talked earlier. It's the time of year where all four major sports are in play from now until the end of the World Series. Jonathan, did you put any future bets in on the World Series? Uh, I didn't on this World Series. Um, I I did put in preseason bets. I had the NL pennant. There you uh, go. Good for you. Down at the half at the halfway mark and then losing arguably their best offensive threat in Acuna Jr. I, I thought I was done. They rebounded, and I took the, I had the White Sox to win the world, to win it all. They were there. They were I there. didn't no, put no, any no. other season bets in, even when the playoffs started. I did put a series once the matchup was set. I do have the Braves. Yeah, uh, I, I, almost, like I almost went in live uh, on a series play once the Braves lost the first game on Houston. And then I thought to myself, you know, I got enough – Stuff on my plate. What am I doing? Because uh, I don't bet normally futures, but you do, Wes. I know you've got uh, – a matter of fact, you're pretty good where, you know, a lot of people pay themselves first and throw a couple bucks in a uh, in a jar on the on the counter of their bedroom or their desk. You do that with future bets. I, I do, and you don't miss it. Do it when I cash. So, you know, I cash, I throw a couple bucks. You know, for the first couple of weeks of football, of college, I was, I was on uh, Florida State to win the conference. I, I felt like it was time, you know. I, I stopped doing that because it was like burning dollar bills. But uh, right now, I'm I keep throwing money on Dallas, Dallas Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. There's still some favorable odds. They have yet to have a truly bad game and lay an egg. So uh, I kind of pay it as a as a tax, you know, one or two percent of what I'm cashing, and you just keep going. Um, I don't like to tie up. You know, you'll hear John from GMF say the same thing. I don't like to tie up a lot of capital and have to wait three months for it. I can get it back in three hours. Yeah, but if the odds are right and it, and it's a fun play that is, is a long-term play, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, Dallas this year is 6-0 and straight up and 5-1 and over. They oh, were 18-1 for the season. So, yeah. So All right, so get... what else I got here? Okay, no, no, I, I will not be seeing you. I, I will be seeing you Saturday morning, guys. If you want to hop on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network at 8 o'clock, our time, San Diego time, for Wake and Bake and a few other things. Wake and Bake's my favorite. I love Saturdays in Canada. Don't get me wrong. And and the data, when we talk about the data in soccer, I, you know, I tell people, I must have said it 19 times on, on this week's show, that if you are Ben Soccer, you're missing out. You really are. Uh, uh, but uh, next week, it is Breeders' Cup, Blackhawk West, and we have Joe from Connecticut joining us in the, the middle segment to go over some not really plays, because as you know, though you pretty much know who's eligible to run, you A, don't know who's running, and B, you don't know where they're running from. And I talked with him earlier, too, today, Blackhawk West. In any race, whether it's humans or animals, your post position's important. 
Yeah, it is. And especially in these breeders races too, because you got speed from everywhere and you got, you got the best horses, best riders, best trainers in the world. So the, in, in a lot of races, it doesn't, but in these breeders races and triple crown races, it does. I mean, it, it, you're down to those little details. Well, you see it in the Summer Olympics. You've got the best of the best of the best in the track and field. And the bottom line is, if you're not into track and field, I understand that. But, you know, I've, you know, I've got track people in my family, so I spent Saturdays at track and field events. And when they're quality athletes like they are in the Summer Olympics, it's just so such a pleasure to watch. But there's a big difference sometimes. If, you, if, if your strength isn't on the inside and you get stuck on the inside, you got to deal with it, especially the longer you go, you know? All right, so what else do I know? Um, I, I'm going to have Wes keep us uh, abreast of the college football situation because I have trouble, as you know, uh, doing multitasking. Um, did Troy score again? Because they were. They nah, were they got. I think they got held. Yeah, it's like fourth and 24. They lost yardage. They're probably not in field goal range for their kicker. Yeah, so no, they, they punted, they, they they punted, punted. It. it. The guy in the end zone was trying to – he was trying to set it up, you know, so that it wasn't a touchback, but it's more. So we know, what do we know? We know that they're, they're a team that will score fast. And so you know, I'm, I'm not going to be nervous until it gets all the way to probably the 10-minute mark. I've seen them score three touchdowns in 10 minutes. So uh, let's talk, though, about Thursday night because it's going to be going on here. Um, I have uh, some action. We're going to talk about me after we talk about uh, you other two guys. So let's start with Blackhawk West. You don't ever bet Thursday nights, or you usually don't bet Thursday nights. I so I will not go into a Thursday night NFL game with a with a point spread wager. I just think it's an easy way to lose. I will be opportunistic within the game if you see a huge, you know, four, like like if Zona down fourteen to nothing tonight, yes, I'm I'm not gonna walk away from an opportunity like that. That's too juicy. But but I won't go into the game with a with a wager up front. No, I appreciate that. You've been consistent since I've known you. What about you, Jonathan? Tonight, are you on this game? It's yeah. gonna be a great football game. Yeah, I'm on this game. I'm uh, I'm on a nice little run here. I think I'm like seventeen and nine or so. My last few plays in the NFL. Um, I'm actually gonna be on the uh, Packers tonight. Uh, I think three at plus three and a half. I'm probably not touching the game at all. Uh, once Devontae went out, I, I, I think it's crazy that he's worth three and a half points, in my opinion. Quarterback goes down, cool. But if you look at Aaron Rodgers, he's won the last six games without Devontae Adams since 2019. He can win without that guy. He's a great quarterback, he's a great athlete. He'll get other things going. Plus, the Cardinals struggle with the run, can't stop the run. Dalvin Cook tore them up, they only won that game by one. And if you look at the Cardinals, who have they beat? I mean, they beat the Titans without their play caller in week one. They beat the Browns without Nick Chubb. They barely beat the, the Vikings, who ran all over them. They beat up on the Texans. Whoop-de-doo. My eighth grade team could beat up on the Texans. So they really are – they've gotten fortunate. And I think that this game, a lot of people are on them. Devontae Adams is not there, yada, yada, yada. But I think the Packers keep it close. And there's a possibility that Aaron Rodgers gets one of his linemen back today in Bakhtari. So that's kind of we'll you know we'll have to see if he, if he plays or not. But NFL seven points, I'll say I'll take the points. Yeah, and I and you know Wes talks about that all the time, but I I couldn't go back. I'd have to go back a while. My easy sports data that I printed for today is let's look at what happened so far this year and what happened last year. And the last time I could find the Green Bay Packer a dog 
Uh, it was like first game of the year against Minnesota last year. They were getting one and a half. Oh, no, they got three against the Saints. Uh, yeah, otherwise, okay, yeah. they've never gotten – they haven't gotten seven. You got one and a half against the Colts. And let's see, that's it. Otherwise, they're, um, oh, no, they're, no, San Francisco at the beginning of the year. There was a them. time when I think Rodgers was hurt for a couple games, and I they were probably dogs then. But with Aaron Rodgers, you don't – you don't get seven points ever. Yeah, I, and I told my son, I said, you know what, I I would have no problem betting that, but I did what Wes said. I didn't go with the point spread. I went with the uh, what's this clapping? I went with the uh, under, and the reason I went the under is because a you got some guys out on Green Bay, but b Arizona's defense is pretty good. Uh, you're not undefeated for a reason. You you get undefeated because you beat people, whether they stink or not. Yeah, that's a relative thing. And, of course, all the bets that you make before the game are hoping that you're right on your opinion. Well, we love the live action because the live action, at least you get to see a little bit of what you're betting on before it happens, you know? Uh, yeah. So that's what I've got. I went with the under. Not a big yeah. bet, a small little bet, but I, I wanted to have some action because uh, I looked at Arizona's numbers and I saw they just don't give up points. But like you, Jonathan, I wasn't giving Green Bay a touchdown. That wasn't yeah. Conversely, I actually leaned on the over in this game. One because of the injuries that Green Bay does have, they're missing two of their cornerbacks that are going to be trouble to contain DeAndre Hopkins. And if you look at the Cardinals against any team that's semi-competent in running the football, they gave up point. They can give up points, and I think it's going to be one of those fast-paced games. Kind of get out the box. I don't have enough info to like do either, but I, if I was going to bet it, I would have been on the over. He's yeah, clapping I, I over think, there. Uh, I think that the, this is a, a game where, you know what, uh, it, it could be a tale of two halves. It really could be. Like uh, Blackhawk West said, you could see something happen early that changes how you look at this game, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wait around for live action. However, I would like to get a seven of those 15.5 points uh, with Coastal having it on like the three-yard line. So uh, I'm going to keep in touch of that one. And then I think what we're going to do is this. I, I cannot tell you. I told, uh, I think it was Wes. I, I told somebody. I talked to a lot of people on, on Dave's shows, and especially when we're doing both shows this week. Uh, I said it's. Uh, I have uh, sports betting. Christmas will always be my number one. But number one is, is the Kentucky Derby, no doubt about it. And then every year we go – for the AFC NFC Championship games, we get two games in Vegas. We get to see Johnny D and meet some guys in Vegas that we usually don't haven't met before. And then the third time is this next weekend, Saturday, Breeders' Cup. That's the third best day of my sports betting life. So I am really, really excited. And we're going to get Joe Jr. on. And I mentioned to him, because, you know, you guys have always been on the show together, but it was one phone call after another after another. We didn't hang around and, and, and talk like we do now. And so what happens is, Joe from Connecticut, you know, grew up a horse guy, and he's a numbers guy. He's like, he could be if, if Wes had an old kid, it would be his Wes's kid. <laughs> so when we come back, we're going to start talking Breeders' Cup, and I'm going to be doing it for uh, I don't know uh, nine straight days, and I'm looking forward to it. You're listening to Sports Betting Weekly. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Sports Betting Weekly. You keep lying when you ought to be truthing. And you keep losing when you ought to not bet. Sit back and enjoy the show. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Welcome back to Sports 
Betting Weekly. I am second half Chaz. And if 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 it is, if it is 816 in New York where you are, then you're watching this live and you're catching tickets. Remember what which game did we bet on? It was a Penguins game uh, last year where we they just goal after goal after goal. We have a game that we bet first period and they all score, so I know I'm in good shape. I gotta go early, right? St. Louis, right? They didn't score? When I was online, they showed everybody had a point. I don't know. We'll figure it out as we go. For, well, let's do this. I got to tell you, Pugman, I had no idea there was a private chat section. I had this red X like it says, like it was a notice, and I opened it up, and then you said, great stat. I had no idea what you were talking about, but now I know there's a private chat session, so you guys, if you want to chat. Yeah, they, they DQ'd the goal. It was. It was no way. Goal. Yeah. Oh, wow, that was, was rude. That yeah, was that, rude. That was event. rude. Well, I mean, the power play goal. Much. It's soccer. They've got that VAR video review. Oh, it's freaking brutal. So let's get back to Joe from Connecticut. We got Jonathan from San Antonio. Uh, we got Joe from Connecticut. We got Blackhawk West, which of course doesn't need it because you got the Blackhawk in front. Um, John from GMF Sports Consultants. If he was here, we wouldn't know where he was because you don't know. But he's in Vegas. He's not here tonight, but he's in Vegas somewhere. Uh, so we got uh, we got Breeders' Cup, and I mentioned earlier that uh, you know horse racing is definitely something we've talked about on our show from day one. Uh, one of our first years when we were at ESPN, we went all the way to uh, the, the Triple Crown races, and it was pretty exciting to see how the horses fall off. You know, you start with them, and maybe in January you hop on a a, a baby that just became three, and you and you, you catch him at a price, and then and then all of a sudden you know he's up paying nine dollars and he's paying seven dollars and then he's paying four dollars but he's winning and you're cashing on him uh that's not this this is basically 30 million dollars of races over 15 races or whatever it is so i think it's actually what uh yeah 14 races like 28 so it's two million a race joe let me tell you there's some quality names uh you know we watched some horse racing this summer so we know who's the horses out there there's some quality names in these uh, these pre race lineups yeah i think I, I think the early lineup had eight return winners from last year with uh one actually just dropping out water of australia from the breeder's cup mile um but there's 14 races spread out over two days spread out nicely so that you can sprinkle some bets in in between it's going to be a fun couple days of gambling yeah we we talked about it you know and, and, and blackhawks wasn't i we've bet horses together you know not vir virtually we we've bet virtually together and it really is i mean we, we talk about it so you you've got a trip your company's taking you to basically the keys for the weekend right and yeah so i'm gonna it's not like a football game where you got to say to your boss you know what the game's on because you can literally you know i'm gonna go take a walk and in two minutes right west the race is over in two most races are over in two minutes but the only ones that aren't over in two minutes mile and a quarter is basically two minutes and if they start jumping off, if they're jumping off of things or they're jumping over hedges, then yeah, there's a good chance that it's more than uh, it's more than that. So I've got like I'm seeing Blackhawk Wests everywhere I go. Um, so uh, so so let's talk about what I need to know to win money. Breeders' Cup Friday, Breeders' Cup Saturday. First of all, Friday's the babies. Explain that and talk about Saturday's quality races. Yeah. So so Friday Saturday splits really interesting. Um, typically Friday split is either all the two-year-old races or all the female races. Uh, this year they opted for all the two-year-old races. So five races on the card, three turf races, uh, two dirt races, the, the, the two sort of stalwarts in the lineup are the juvenile turf 
or excuse me, the juvenile and the juvenile Phillies run at a mile of 16th on the dirt. Then there's the juvenile Phillies turf, the juvenile turf, and the juvenile turf sprint. That was a mouthful. Uh, yeah. So there's five total races on Friday. Uh, and then what do we have on that? What's that? 14 minus five. I'm not a math guy. I think there's nine more on Saturday. Yep. Uh, and uh, four turf races on Saturday, that is. And the reason why I mentioned turf uh, is just uh, for the non-horse bettors, uh, the turf races play much differently. And especially in the Breeders' Cup, where we're getting European overseas shippers coming to run where their main track is turf. Our main track is dirt. Um, so it's one of those, uh, like when we go to the Olympics and we get our rear ends kicked in soccer, uh, our best athletes aren't playing soccer in the United States. So when they come here, they kick our rear ends in, in soccer and they kick our rear ends uh, on the turf. And I got some interesting turf stats that I'm monitoring for the week, you know, pre-pass performances, but it looks like there's 200 pre-entries. It's going to be a big couple of days. Well, yeah, when you're dealing with, with the, uh, the two surfaces, right? So there's dirt and there's turf, but there's not just dirt, right? Sometimes the dirt's different, and then the turf is different. So it's basically, think about your front lawn. Sometimes when you go step on your front lawn, your foot goes in. Sometimes when you go to play with your kids on your front lawn, your knees are bleeding because the ground's so hard. And that's really the difference. So over there, from what I understand, it's usually a little different, the turf. What are they like over there? There's like three or four different words you could use for turf. And what do we have at Del Mar in nine days? Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting dichotomy. The turf here, we have our tight turns. We run very fast. Uh, the European races have very wide sweeping turns with the races under a mile, sometimes not even having any turns. Uh, their ground is often soft. So uh, the European horses that ship over here often are horses that their trainers are projecting to do well on tip on like a hard surface, right? You're, you're running on the highway in Del Mar. It's going to be hot. It's not going to be raining, um, hopefully. Uh, but uh, so it's a little bit different. So when, when these horses ship over, one thing to always keep an eye on is horses that are running shorter distances in Europe uh, that are coming to the United States to run a little bit longer of a distance because uh, it's just they don't have the turn of foot we have. So that's something you got to keep an eye on as these horses come up, come over, really. Yeah, I would say the thing that I use Friday for is not as much trying to find the next Kentucky Derby or Kentucky Oaks one. I'm using Friday to kind of see. This is what I read when I read the race form. Tommy will bet. He'll, I'll go to a racetrack. But he'll bet 40 different tracks, five different races. Come home with more money than he started with without knowing anything, and he bets names and jockeys, and he knows trainers. I'm, I'm betting the data. I'm going off the numbers. And so when I'm looking at those numbers, well, if I do good on Friday, guess what? I'll start reading Saturday. I will not touch Saturday's form until I see what happened on Friday. If I was wrong, and, I, you know, you know when you're wrong, when you've got one, two, three, four, and it came out five, six, seven, eight, you were wrong. <laughs> you didn't see the race the way it was coming out. And so that's that's the, the main thing I'm going to look at. And I'll do that even when I'm, I'm analyzing races for, for a track. Because you know how they, with the pick four, it'll go dirt, turf, dirt, turf kind of thing. Or whatever, whatever order they put them in. But again, if the first dirt race you stake, well, your pick four is probably going to be out the window because you're probably not going to win the last dirt race either because you're just not reading the form well. So what are the things with the form, Joe, is there's a lot of information out there. 
What do you think is the most, if you could pick one thing out of the numbers that people should look at, what is it? On a non-breeders cup, non-large racing day, I'm looking at trader win percentage. That's the that's the number one statistic I'm looking at. On so breeders like cup day. Point, point two or above is good there, right? Yeah, exactly. Point two or above. Or if you got the special juices that, that Bob has out in California, you know, point three and a half and above. But uh, the you know, on a big day like the Breeders' Cup, it that doesn't really matter. The best trainers in the world that win at twenty percent in every track are bringing their horses in with their jockeys that win at twenty percent. So that's sort of null, right? And the thing you got to look at, and, and it's hard, right? Because uh, the one thing I would point to is speed figures, right? Speed figures try to balance uh, track biases on that day with the the time that was run. You know, the time that was run on a day where it's rainy and cold versus a day that's, you know, 95 and hot in California. What does that mean? How are they different? The third variable that comes into play here is the European ratings are slightly different. Uh, they use something called time form ratings, which time form tries to apply the formula here with a little bit less success. Um, so if you're looking at the dirt races, speed figures are utmost importance, especially two-year-old races where you have one, two sometimes three races to look at. So you're looking at speed figures. If you're trying to find some value, you're looking to find a trend. Is there a horse moving up in the speed figures? You know, the horse that's dominating in the speed figures probably isn't going to make you much money on this day. You can find a nice trend. If you can find a reason to draw a line through a horse, it's always a good idea to try to find that upward trend. Oh, yeah. yeah. Again, we talk about Kentucky Derby Day. There's 20 horses. It's yep. so exciting because... The horses that were paying four dollars to win two, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, are now seventeen to one and eighteen to one and stuff. And and it makes just for for. But that's every single race, all fourteen of those races. There's always a handful where the horse is just so good yep. that the other horses don't don't. It's not worth it for them for second and third and fourth place money. Um, and you, see, I think you're going to see just maybe one or two of those races. But one of the things I talked about in the past, on those big favorites, the ones that are the best on paper, don't be afraid to sprinkle a pretty decent play on a single pick three because I've hit them at 30 to one. So I got the, the best horse in the fifth with the best horse in the sixth with the best horse in the seventh, and $10 got me $300 because the pool is, is so big and everybody is trying to, bet against the favorite. Wes, how many times have we talked about with horse racing, the guys that are taking New England uh, on the money line when Brady was there are getting worse than, than a, a horse that's going off and paying 380. You know, we look at two to one or three to two and it's like, well, that's not going to pay anything. But we're perfectly happy to place a wager on a football game at minus 105 and wait three hours for it. Horse racing is great like that. No, no doubt about it. You know, now Jonathan, do you bet many horse races? <laughs> I, I bet all the big ones. Breeders' Cup, Kentucky Derby. If uh, you think about uh, uh, going into a sports book with 12 bucks, with sports betting, you know what? If you get on a serious tier, yeah. But with horse racing, God forbid, if your numbers come out one, two, three, four, and you bet one, two, three, four, you could walk out that door with a thousand to one cash in literally five minutes. Now, I haven't done that. But I, no, have, I haven't done that. I have walked in. <laughs> I have walked in. To, I, I did it in Vegas two or three times. Hey, you know what? I'm here. I'm going to bet horses. Oh, well, we don't know what to bet. Bet with us. How much do you need? Give me a hundred bucks. We all put it in. We all have it. 
and they just run right like the numbers on the screen. And it looks so easy to these guys. I say, yeah, you know what? Yeah, that was easy. That's why we're going to go over and play three-card poker. Because horse racing is not yeah, easy. So I don't know a lot about it. I actually follow guys like you. And, yeah, uh, well, Joe, think yeah. about it, right? The first, the first thing we know is they take – you mentioned the 20 points for a good jockey or a good trainer. They take 20 points right off the top of the horse track. Yeah, the, the, the vegan horse racing is crazy. The vegan horse racing is just honestly nuts. It's uh, legalized extortion, honestly. The money comes in, and, and unlike sports gambling, where the book assumes some risk with having to move the line – and, you know, Chaz makes a bet at the Pats at plus 125. And then by the time the game goes off, they're minus 125 and I get minus 125. Uh, in horse racing world, Chaz then gets minus 125. And yep. the track says, well, screw you. Uh, we're taking our 20%. We're moving the odds. And yep. it is not fun. Um, my uh, big Joe, my father, is the shutout king as he waits for uh, the odds to drop last minute to see where they're going to land. Um, it's a nice way to save money. Uh, as he's going to pick the loser anyways. No, I'm uh, <laughs> well, if you look at it that way, it's a free do-over. But, I mean, honestly, it, horse racing is a tough sport to turn a profit in on a regular basis because of big and the line movement you have to you have to assume. But there's no sport and no, there's no gambling like it where you can walk in with 12 bucks and walk out with five grand. In literally five minutes. I yes. mean, if you really, if you, if someone, like, you remember, uh, I was telling you, uh, Wes, growing up with the Trotters, you had times where they just told you to bet. Just, this is what you bet. Don't look at the form. These are Trotters. They got a guy. He's going to pull. Some of the guys are going to pull back. Some of the guys are going to hit. And if it, you got a horse and you're pulling back and I'm hitting, well, I'm probably going to beat you. There was a point when it kind of felt that way in Chicago harness racing, you know, yeah. un un uncle so-and-so, you know, he, he was going to win tonight. Yep. I had, I had that experience. I've told this story before on the air with I'm coming down from when I lived in Laguna beach on the train down the coast. It's just a beautiful to see ride down the coast to Del Mar. And there's a, an elderly lady. Now I'm a kid. So she might've been like 40. <laughs> I was in my 20s, so she looked like an elderly woman. And I said, you don't see a lot of elderly. I, I, I interrupt you. I said, you don't see a lot of elderly. Oh, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go. Um, that's what that's soccer. That, I'm not supposed to do it on hockey, I don't think, but I'll take the goal. Um, so I say to her, you don't see a lot of elderly women. I didn't say that. I ladies, you don't see a lot of ladies reading the race form. She goes, well, my horse is Racing at Del Mar, so I'm going down to see him. I said, well, how excited? She goes, oh, no, he's not going to win today. He's going to win next time. She said it just like that. So, so I we I watched every, I gave it three days, and then every single day I looked at the form, and I was sitting at a bar at the Pennant, which has a roof down in, the, in, in South Mission, right at the beach having breakfast, said, boom, there it is. It's running. I called up people. I got together like $170. Now, this is a long time ago. When $170 in Mexico was more money than you really want to carry. And I went down there and they were still writing with the chalk, like in the sting. And and they just announced the winner, just like they did in the sting. And he paid $720. And we had 85 times. <laughs> it was great. It was so great. But it was just a classic example of, you know, don't tell me it's not rigged. You know, <laughs> when a horse when you know your horse is winning next time. All right, so let's stop what we're doing. And uh, and, and uh, before we bid Joe adieu, we're going to get some updates. So so let's get an update on the Coastal Carolina and the Colorado Blues game. 
Carolina. I was clapping a couple minutes ago because they had an interception, but it was called back. Um, they just now got a sack fumble on third down. So Coastal's up 14-7. They're about to get the ball back. It'll probably have 10 minutes on the on the board. I'm on 18 and a half, and I, I'm on 15 and a half. You're on your 15 and a half. And St. Louis just stuffed a goal home. So we're still 10 minutes to go in the first period uh, in, in St. Louis. And so the money line is looking good, and we need one more goal, and we're going to get our over one and a half first period. Hopefully it cashes before yeah, the show's I mean, over. They, they were they – were, they were slight favorites or slight underdogs at home. The Blues were were dogs, and it, it that just didn't make sense to me. Yeah. Not not the way that that they're shooting. Yeah. No, you know you know your hockey, All right? So, Joe, this weekend, you going to have any action on any, anything besides the ponies? This weekend, I'm just trying to raise the bankroll up. the The casinos in Connecticut just got uh, legalized gambling, FanDuel and DraftKings. So they're doing all their wacky, wacky uh, bet $50 on this game and you get plus 1,000 at, you know, scoring one point. So I'm just trying to eat all of those and just gather funds so that I can go on my big winning streak and retire by, you know, 35 years old. Yeah, no, that's you know, the plan. That's, take the money. Take the money when, when you can get it. The, the only reason you wouldn't take it is because of, of rollovers and stuff. And, and more times than not, those places – they they've got rules. They can't just it's not like offshore where they can do whatever they want, you know. Yeah, there's there's rules. There's a gaming commission. Unfortunately for me, uh, they're not ever trying to entice you to bet on Euro League or the KHL, uh, which I run into problems with because those are my leagues I like to bet on. Uh, but I'll I'll take the Pats at plus forty five and a half this week in Connecticut. Yeah, exactly. The lines, there you go. You know, right. I'll take that. And, and Wes, you've talked to us about a few of those in the past as well, no doubt about it. All right, Joe. So we will not uh, we will not talk during Breeders' Cup, but I will text you because uh, this way you can kind of glance down at your phone between tennis serves. Yeah, I'll, I'll be getting the uh, the pick files over, uh, and hopefully we can make some money. Yeah, we'll talk soon. Thanks again. Good luck, fellas. All right. So when we get back from break, we're looking for a goal in the Colorado game. Uh, Jonathan, you got an update on the NFL score? Yeah, 0-0, zero, zero, Packers with the ball, third and like three. But I need Troy to score some. I know yeah, Goals, no, goals is going to no score. Doubt. No doubt when you Troy have the score. over, you, you, can't, you can't have blowouts. Blowouts, I mean, I've lost overs that were 55, 52 to nothing. You know? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Those yeah. are brutal. All I right, so when we come that. back from break, uh, we're going we're gonna to keep going. We're just going to keep cashing tickets. So right now we're live on a, we're live on a hockey game. We're live on a, a football game or two. You're listening to Sports Betting Weekly. It, it, it is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Sports Betting Weekly. Sit back and enjoy the show. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Welcome back to Sports Betting Weekly. If you missed, uh, if okay, so let's get back to it. If it's 8.39 in New York right now, then you miss Joe from Connecticut, but you can catch it tomorrow on sportsbettingweeklylive.com because he's got some great, great insight on horse racing. And and really, I tell people, if I'm going to the racetrack, I, I don't go that, that often. I bet, uh, you, you know, we bet this summer a little bit. Remember uh, Blackhawk West, we were, we were doing some stuff. I... I don't go very often because the quality of the races, honestly, is, is just bad. Horse racing's in a decline. We've talked about it before, but not on Breeders' Cup. Blackhawk West, talking about Breeders' Cup, are there any horses that you've been betting through the summer on uh, Breeders' Cup? 
Well, currently today, Coastal Carolina is the winning horse because they just scored a touchdown to cash. They got 20 points on the board. And and I think your over is looking good. We're cashed in Conway, South Carolina right now. So you need one more touchdown, Jonathan, right, for the over? For the game. That's, that's well, you, why okay, I get Yeah, but I, 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 I always think first half. I always yeah. Think first. So, so if they get another touchdown, you're on, you're on your way. But that's when, it, that's when it gets dicey. It gets dicey when you got a big lead. And the Correct. game's over. One team can't score, and the other team has no reason to. And many and over have uh, been so. I mean, you're you're, you're just, seven points going into the fourth quarter. You don't get it. You know, it's I, I hope I hope coastal defense loosens up a little bit. Yeah. You know, I'll take a backdoor meaningless touchdown to cover. Just loosen up a little bit once you get a big lead. And the other thing is, remember, we talk about it with college football. It's different. You 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 get situations where. Grown men with children will be on the same field with kids that haven't shaved yet. It happens <laughs> in the fourth quarter every yeah. single Saturday of the college football season, some game, you know? This this game, I was a little nervous about the spread going into it because this is something of a revenge game. This was the first game for Coastal last season that they didn't cover, and they actually didn't look good. So this was either going to be another tough game because Troy figured him out, or Coastal is is – coming out for revenge. I, Coastal's good for 40 here. I think they're good for 40. Yeah, well, the over under is 34 and a half, so they're going to need it uh, for their team total, I mean. Can uh, they get for, 45? That'd be great. There you go. All right, <laughs> Most, so Colorado has outshot them 12 to 4. They already got 12 shots on goal, but they got a power play, so hopefully they'll get one more. Two. They, they've had two in the one goal that they pulled back. I haven't looked up the uh, the NFL game yet, but uh, you said it was nothing, nothing. Still 0-0. Zero, zero. Anything jumping out at you there that uh, should bring our attention for a live bet here? Kind of lackadaisical on the offense on both teams. You really, I can't get a read on either. I mean, well, good, I were... as I mentioned earlier, I have the under. So, oh, and the reason and the, the main reason I bet the under is was simply that. Touchdown. I, I've seen Arizona's defense is underrated, I think. They talk about Murray, but nobody Offensive. scores points on them, you know? There, there is a flag, but they just scored. Maybe it's called back. All right, so what we're going to do now is we're going into our final stretch. Let's do some round robin here. Uh, I'm going to stay out of the loop because I don't. I, I, I'm really starting to get giggly because uh, Breeders' Cup is coming. Uh, so let's go. We'll go Jonathan West, Jonathan West. Uh, give me a couple college plays. For this weekend, I actually don't have my college card ready yet. I'm actually doing that tonight. I have a couple leans, but I have no exact plays. No, yet. no, no, no leans. Switch, swap it out with the, you got an NFL game? Oh, yeah, NFL. Uh, I'm on the Titans. I think Titans, I know the Colts are, are playing very well. Uh, the only problem, that line got switched. Now it's Indianapolis at minus one, one and a half. I think a lot of people are seeing letdown spot in this situation. I just think overall they're a better team. Colts running defense isn't as good as I thought it was going to be coming into the year. They got loads of injuries. I know Carson Wentz has pl been playing well. I'm just not buying into this letdown spot for Tennessee. I think Tennessee is for real. Even though they probably should have probably lost to the Buffalo Bills, they didn't. They came through, and I just think that they're a better team. So I actually like that game, and I'm actually interested in the Cowboys game. I think Cowboys can go through in Minnesota and roll. They played. They really haven't played a bad game. Uh, they had a bad defensive game against the Buccaneers, <clears throat> but they still were able to put up. They lost what 31-29, right? There's still were able to put up points. I think this offense might be the best Cowboys offense we've seen since Tony Romo and Terrell Owens. 
uh, took the league by storm that one year. So I just don't see them being stopped. So those are the two plays I'm really looking at. And then this game, I'm really interested to see this game because it's two teams that are coming in so hot. Something's got to give. So those are my three big plays in the NFL. There you go. All right. So let me ask you this, Blackhawk West. Is it my uh, – is it is uh, my NHL.com? It looks like we got a four-on-four four in the game. We need a goal. Is that is that the case? Yeah, we, we got a four-on-four. Four. That favors St. Louis. St. Louis has the better goaltender and more speed, but we got a minute St. Louis power play. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a, a hockey question in terms of – when, it, when it's four on four, how often do they score? That's an odd one because four on four typically means that somebody was on a power play and then another penalty was committed and it's only going to stay that way. So four and four, most of the time, in my opinion, it stays, you know, let's get out of this because we got a power play in 17 seconds. Which, so, which just happened. Yeah, but now St. Louis, yeah, that's exactly what happened. St. Louis is on the attack. It was a college. Remember, you want any CFL games from him you got to tune in saturday morning at eight o'clock eastern time uh because that's kind of the deal we made uh we get a we cash a lot of tickets and even though we've had a couple teams that helped us there because they just were really good or really bad the middle of the cfl is pretty even so if you want some winners you got to tune in, in the, for saturday at eight o'clock on the worldwide sports radio network and on belly up sports so college there's two i saw that that was nice Kirk Herbstreet kind of made a joke on on uh, this past weekend. Uh, he was saying that, you know, Mississippi State is not trying to run the ball. They will tell you we are not here to run the football. Mississippi State can throw the ball up and down the field. I'm taking over 10 and a half for the first half Mississippi State. Hey, let's let's talk the circuit contest. Uh, where are you this week? The lines don't move in the, in the contest. It's odd because, you know, I take my first glance. I don't look at NFL lines until Wednesday. I just want to feel what's going on in the world. Last year was the COVID impact. This year it feels like between Gruden and Urban Meyer, there's there's some oddball thing going on that's going to affect the psyche. So, but then the circuit comes out, and the lines sometimes are a half a point, even a full point off of what the the lines were showing. So, but the circuit came out, and it was very close this week. I'm going to wait until Saturday to send them to the proxy, just in case um, something weird happens, injuries or or COVID or something last minute. But my picks are ready for for the NFL, and I feel yeah, no, great about this week. COVID is still out there. The line isn't the issue. It would be you would not bet that game. How about been, you, Jonathan? I've been playing behind the A-ball in this in this contest. Week one, Vegas, I got drunk and didn't put my plays in. Oh. I paid a thousand dollars, but I do have 20 victories under my belt. I have like I was I'm off of four in one week. I've half had three and two, five and oh, and four in one weeks since uh week week two. So I'm you know, steadily I'm just outside the top a thousand now, and I do see that, you know, I just gotta basically continue picking winners. My goal is to hit 56. That's to me, that's only three more wins a week. That's all I need. I've, I've already caught up because I already had a couple four and one and five and no weeks. Alcohol is Satan's my goal tool. just to be able to Alcohol cash. Alcohol is Satan's tool. My mistake. I do the same thing. I look at it on Wednesday because that's at the end of the day, the lines that come out circa, that's the lines I'm going to go off of for the contest. Last five weeks, I think I've been on four dogs in one favor. It's just the way it happened. So I'm, I'm really riding a lot of the dogs. Even that week when all, every single favorite hit in the morning, the one o'clock games, I still went three and two because I I had I don't I think I had one of the morning games and I took all the afternoon games. So it was one all of the right, things we where we got a winner, we got a winner, we got a winner. 
Colorado Avalanche goal. Took him a second try. Yeah, so 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 uh so let's get to to Blackhawk West. Um give us a couple of those pro picks that are gonna cash for you. So on on the circa and really the NFL this week, I am I love Jacksonville in this spot. Troy got him got him a touch up. Troy got a touchdown. Actually, Troy's running again, looking like they're about to score. So this game is about to be tied at 21. Um, but we got our goal. We got our goal in St. Louis. Um, actually, that was a replay. So we're 21-14 out in Coastal. We've already cashed. We've cashed two uh, before the show is over. It's a good place to be. He was mentioning being drunk in Vegas and not um, <laughs> not getting his p- picks in. I had a time I was drunk in Vegas, and I was uh, rooting. Oh, it was a big play. They broke a big one, yeah. Uh, that'll just that'll that's gonna just amp amp up this team. This this is gonna be a uh, he's getting this over really easy. I think I really do. Really I yeah. This I don't think that there's any stress point in in the. So over. it was the Bears and um, Packers, and they were both just really good back then. In, you know, dominant NFC days when they were both real good, and and it was the same play. They showed a replay, but I didn't know, and I and it was against me. So I'm screaming, oh. I can't believe they let him score on the same play. You know? Wow. <laughs> so replays will get you. You got to be careful with replays. You never know. Yeah. All right. Before we get out of here, um, did we, uh, did we, uh, I know that you, you bet the horses pretty much consistently through the week and you find certain tracks yeah. you like and stuff. What about this weekend? Are you going to be doing anything? This this weekend is the last, you know, work. This is the last weekend that we're open. So I'm going to be real busy work. I was actually, I was betting the harnesses out at uh, Harris in Philly uh, yesterday, you know, caught a, caught a couple nice, nice races. Um, You know, I, I I prefer to bet, you know, the breeders and and those big races, they're fun to watch. But to me, that's like, that's like playoff baseball. I'll really pay attention to it. You get to know who the players are and everything else. I, I do better on your random Tuesday afternoon in the harnesses. Um, it, it's just easier to read the forms for me. Well, no, but, and, well, there's just a lot of less variables. Harness racing, I always loved it because there's just a lot less variables. There really are. Which fat guy's on the back, right? Right. <laughs> what that? There's another one where the post position is important in harness racing. No doubt about that. You know. It, yeah, yep. it it sure is. That the eight really counts against you. If you got nothing else to do. And you're watching the game anyway. Turn the loudmouths on because it is really comical. Their name is is good. They just have opinions, and I guess how would I describe it best? You know what, Wesley? When we have difference of opinions, we're civil. They are not. They ain't civil. Ain't nowhere near that show. All right, no. one last time. How do they reach you? And I still need a tutorial on. Uh, on uh, Chicago Options Trainers, I'm struggling. So we'll do that. Yeah. We'll talk about that this weekend. Find me on 151 Sports on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, my Discord page. You can Google it. It's Chicago Options Trader. We're giving out winners in the stock market, in the crypto market that's been huge this past week. Um, we had a huge win with Microsoft reporting earnings yesterday. And, and then we have our weekly podcast. So Chicago Options Trader on the Discord. Yeah, and as always, you can catch this show at sportsbettingweeklylive.com. Saturday morning, 8 o'clock Pacific time, Wake and Bake on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, on Belly Up Sports Podcast Network, and on the Sports Betting Channel. I am Second Half Chaz. Always be cashing. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network.